I feel like it is extremely important to bring up current history or, or, or you know, the present. What is happening? The old here and now. The old here and now. Now, I'm not going to get into any opinions. I'm not going to get into, like, we should do this or they should do this or any of that. Uh, but naturally, I want to bring up Russia and Ukraine. Um, and I want to bring up the world responses and all of that. So how informed are you on current politics? About the whole Russia-Ukraine thing? Yeah. I know that there's, you know, tensions out there, and I guess there was talk about Russia invading the Ukraine and talks that if Russia invades the Ukraine, the U.S. is going to declare war on Russia or something like that. So Russia did invade the Ukraine. Um, I did hear about that. They have Chernobyl. Uh, They're currently assaulting Kiev. um, And the rest of the world put some heavy sanctions on Russia, uh, hoping to collapse the economy in the long run. Um, So that's kind of currently what's happening. Uh, People are getting bombed. We got a lot of refugees going off to Norway. Um, And the reason I am bringing this up uh, is because I'm actually going to tie it to what we have discussed on this show. So, before I get into that, I just want to say, we are literally living history. We in are. The making. And it is quite remarkable. Exactly. For the past uh, two years, we have. I, I, I've never felt that more than... Right now? Yeah, than yesterday and today. Because, you know, when 9-11 happened, uh, I was two. And, you know, my mom was preparing for my birthday the next day. And <laughs> we... Oh, happy birthday. Yay! Woo! 9-12. At least I wasn't 9 My best friend's mom's birthday was that day. Oof. Yeah. Big I, oof. I guess, they were, <laughs> I guess they were taking my... Well, he was a baby at the time. And they're like walking around him in the stroller, and then the neighbors came out. It's like, oh my gosh, get inside, look at the TV, something's happened. And I'm like, oh wow, that's quite a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! There go the twin towers and the Pentagon. Yeesh. Oh jeez. So, yes, we're living history in the making, and. There's a part of me that's just sitting back and watching everyone. Uh, Everyone scrambling around to make the proper reactions that don't end in nuclear war and killing everyone. Um, And the historian in me is just carefully observing everyone's actions that are being taken and naturally... Uh, likening them to the history of the past because that's what I studied and political history and uh, society and all of that. So I want to make a few connections. Uh, These connections are being made quite a bit in my friend group. I don't know how many other people are making these connections, but if if you haven't thought about it yet, I want to bring back bring us back to the 1940s uh, and even some of the 30s. 
I'm sure you probably know what happened in the 30s and the 40s since we went over that. What with the whole, you know, Hitler dude. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. So, the comparison uh, that I see and... Of... Uh Uh-huh. So, Putin is... Well, I mean, I'm not saying Putin is Hitler, but I, well, I'm, I'm not, saying he, he, there he, are resemblances because just I, I don't mean like as you know obviously not because nobody that's a pretty tough guy to top in terms I don't know, of the being Russians a, beat him with Stalin and Chairman Mao too. Oh uh, well, yeah. See, but <laughs> we topped it twice in the past 100 years. You gotta love <laughs> the human race. We're always topping ourselves constantly. Yeah. For better or for worse. We want to be the very best, like no one ever was. Or the very worst. Like no one ever, like everyone always was. <laughs> so, yes, the comparisons that I see as a historian, um, because the idea is, first off, those who don't know, those who don't learn from their past are destined to repeat it. And this is true. History repeats itself. And it is more evident in the people who don't know history that history repeats themselves or itself. And it tends to be more of a, it tends to be like, you know, relapsing or uh, forgetting the door is a push door instead of a pull door and you do that every time. And But still history repeats itself. So the idea here with the whole Russia-Ukraine situation I am likening Russia to Nazi Germany for multiple reasons. Um, With the whole trying to take over other countries? Yes. So if you remember the 1940, actually late, late, ah, getting my timeline wrong. It's like 37, maybe 38. Basically, no, 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 earlier than that. Anyways, basically... Uh, there used to be a nation called Prussia. And Prussia was a world superpower. And they are the empire of the Germanic people. Uh, I believe that was the Second Reich. And the Prussians would eventually fall. And from their ashes, um, you would get Germany, Austria, Hungary. Um, or I guess Austria-Hungary is kind of from the Ottomans, but Austria was a part of the Prussians. And basically what ends up happening is Hitler goes, oh, hey, these guys used to be German with us, what, 60, 70 years ago before the fall of the Prussian Empire? We're going to make them German again. And the Austrians, you had the people who were like, absolutely not, we've been a free country since World War One." And you had the people who were like, well, yeah, we're, we're the Germans. We're Prussian. Like, this is our ancestry. And so Hitler basically walked into Austria. Uh, then, you know, he did all the Polish attacking and everything else he would go off and do. Uh, but the idea here is that the Austrians, and this is on a broad scale because clearly not everyone would believe this, thought themselves to be German. And the Germans thought them to be German, and therefore the Germans decided you will be German. In this same sense, Ukraine has been a free country for, what, 
actually since the 90s. Um, Ukraine becomes a free country in the 90s, and Ukraine used to be a part of the USSR, along with a whole bunch of other places. And so, the idea here is this empire, the USSR, or Nazi Germany, which was Prussia, or sorry, Prussia and the USSR, both fall apart, and multiple different nations and countries are constructed from the remains of this empire. And then somebody comes to power and says, hey, you remember when things were better and we were one big happy nation? Let's go ahead and do that again. And hence why Germany started remaking Prussia. Uh, although they kind of didn't stop. <laughs> uh, and they didn't exactly stop there. Oh, no. And that... I'm likening to the Russians and what they're doing right now, um, especially with Putin being... So they're trying... So what you're saying is they're trying to re reestablish the kind of Soviet Union, kind of USSR kind of thing? Yeah, uh, that is my personal beliefs that... I, yeah, I, I would think so. Because Putin himself is relatively against... Well, of course he's against Ukraine, but before the war started... He always talked bad about Ukraine, and so... I feel like he's against a lot of things. He's against a lot of things. Well, he was around KGB. Yeah, he was in the you KGB. And exactly. I think he just is... Uh, I mean, I, I can't speak to him. You know, he's a he's a human being. I don't like... I You know, you don't really want to speak for other people, but I would say that I'm of the opinion that because he was ingrained in that kind of system you know he was in the kgb and he was around when the soviet union was around and i think that's something he's just used to and i think he wants out of life i guess well keep in mind in the 90s we have basically the final nail in the coffin of the soviet union and i wouldn't be too surprised if putin since he was alive during that time, saw what happened um, through the eyes of a KGB operative uh, and saw weak leadership, which is what led to him becoming a politician, getting elected in 2000, and being president for the past 20-something years. Um, president. Air quotes. So that's that's my thought with that, was that he is basically attempting to uh, recreate the Russian Empire or the Soviet Union or, you know, whatever name it's gone by. Uh, and I am making the prediction of um, he is probably going to set his eyes on, you know, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, uh, and the various other countries that were a part of the Soviet Union before it fell. Like Belarus and like yep. all those other countries. Yep. Romania. Um, Was Romania part of the Soviet Union? I don't think so. I don't know. I could be wrong. I know that like a, a large part of Eastern Europe was, was part of the uh, USSR. Yeah. Um... It, Romania wasn't in there. Uh, 
Armenia. I have never heard of this country. Azerbaijan, or Jean. Belarusia, now Belarus. Estonia, uh, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Moldavia, now Moldova, uh, Russia, um, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Ukraine, and Uzbekistan. Um, all used to be a part of the Soviet Union. And they are all within that area, especially Ukraine is the biggest of those countries. Um, and if Ukraine falls, then if he decides to continue his conquest, he'd actually be able to go in, or he'd be able to use Ukraine to get to many of those other smaller countries, which is naturally very scary for those smaller countries. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to take the time to liken what's happening, the history we're living right now, to the history of the past and how things are similar. Like he's a man. I would say Putin is a man who who can't escape his own past. He wants to live in his past. But, you know, it's like in The Great Gatsby, you can't, you can't relive the past. That's why they call it the past, because it passed you by. So, the thing that I also find interesting was 1939 is when World War II starts. Um, and we... We see a lot of stuff happen, but before that, you have uh, Neville Chamberlain um, and the people of Europe basically saying, hey, Germany, don't do this. We're going to sanction you. We're going to do these. Um, we're going to send you diplomatic letters. We're going to try and convince you, uh, which eventually ultimately led to war. Now, of course, the Allies at the time didn't know concentration camps and the awful things that were happening there. It is speculated that we knew long before we claim to have known. Um, but same idea here. The Allies are slow to make an action on whether or not they want to attack or not. Um, and so the idea behind sanctioning, like I said, is going to, in the long term, collapse Russian economy, hoping that once they collapse, they you know, can't get back up or can't fix the sanctions in the first place. So if a war continues against Ukraine, they're expending their resources to get Ukraine, and those resources start to stretch thin, the people are already protesting in Russia, we might see a collapse of Russia. Um, and it could be a simple, could be a uh, Napoleon thing, where Napoleon loses, he starts to lose territory that once or that France had conquered, and then he said, I'm going to attack again, and he starts attacking, and he gets, he, he gets like a quarter of the way through what he had originally gotten through until eventually it, he, he lost, and he lost everything, and France became France again. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my two cents on what's happening right now. Um, I'm, not saying who I support, if we should go to war or, you know, if nukes should be thrown or any of that, because frankly, I, I'm not getting onto that conversation over the radio. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out that. It is very scary, though. The, it is. The potentiality of it all. Potentiality. 
I don't know if that's a word. I could be wrong. But, you know, just the fact that the possibility of it happening. I Potentiality is a word. Oh. Um, it doesn't sound like one. It does not. Uh, technically, you kind of used it correct. Um, but it is. I do feel that uh, we are. We could be on the eve of destruction. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, everyone's going to be afraid. Um, I'm not like crippled by it. I think. Exactly. I mean, I mean, no matter what, so things will always work out. I've come to the, well, mutually assured destruction. I mean, if we see a big red button get pressed, there's no more planet left. It's as simple as that. Um, and that's the only thing really stopping us. And that's the only thing really stopping them, too. So, really, for me, the the idea is it'd be worse if a war continued or even you know started in the first place and it dragged on. It's not financially viable. Well, yeah. I mean... So if China finds themselves getting involved by backing the Russians or something like that, the Americans and the Europeans are going to take their infrastructure out of China because you can't rely on the economy of the enemy to fuel your society and your economy. So all of our made-in-China cheap products are going to get tossed to the side, and we're going to have to bring American companies back into America. We're also going to have to help Japan and Taiwan um, because if we don't, then Japan's going to get stopped pretty early on in a world war. But uh, the we'll see a rise in economy, uh, and if if Russia is defeated, um, and like in the hypothetical of going to a world war, if Russia is defeated, then we will probably see an economic boom, because we'll have to, like I said, we're going to have to bring all of what we have in China back to America, meaning that we are bringing jobs um, and security to Americans again. Um, so that's the positive of war. Uh, war is big business. War is big business, exactly. So Who knows? Maybe Detroit will finally make cars again. <laughs> um, uh, it's, but I'm not holding my breath. It's going to be one of those nights. You yawned, and then I yawned, and now I feel like another yawn coming up. <laughs> it's going to get me, man. Huh. 